All right, welcome in. It is the Fezic Focus Podcast. This is the Week 6 NFL edition. I'm A.J. Hoffman, joined, as always, by the only two-time, two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Fez, how are you? I'm good rock and roll in the top 25 in the Westgate Super Contest. Oh. Let's go, baby. So we could be three-time, three-time, three-time? Let's, is that what you're saying? Let's do it. You feeling it? I'm feeling it. I, you know, I went 2-2-1 two, two, and one last week. Uh, so I'm 18, 6, and 1. Hey, that's the same record Scott has on our, on his pod picks. Um, but uh, the, the bad week overall at the top pretty much for everyone. So pretty much all the contenders chopped out last week. I want to know at what point in these contests you start to get excited. Because for me, like I'm doing this last man standing contest for college football. And I've got an entry, and it's one of uh, – they haven't posted the new numbers. Last week it was one of 182. Uh, it's probably about one of 100 now. I'm starting to get excited, and I don't want to let myself get excited because there's still obviously a long way to go. But it, like, how deep into the season do you start to be like, okay, I've, got, I've really got a shot at this thing? I love easy questions. $5,000. When my contest pick is worth five grand, I start getting excited. So example, Survivor, we start out with 6,000 people. Well, when there's a thousand people left, my thousand dollar entry now is worth six thousand. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. You see where I'm going. As soon as I'm holding a lottery ticket that's worth more than five grand, I start paying a lot more attention. So in last man standing, you know, take how much it, if if it pays a hundred grand. It pays a hundred grand. There's a hundred people, so mine's worth a thousand right now. It's not excited yet. Okay, don't get excited. Good and I and, and and I want to talk about that. The now, I've, we, do you get the splits on what percentage of the plays people played last no. week? No. Because it's not like Circa or like where you can see everybody's plays. It's very odd. I'm a huge believer Secret. in just don't give the public too much credit. The question was, do we play South Carolina plus 10.5 when the line's four against Kentucky? And I'd say, well, normally game theory would say 80% of the people are going to play South Carolina, so don't play it and hope they bust. But the people are so bad at this. I I only think like twenty percent of them probably played that game, so you you I would argue you have to play it because everyone else is a dummy and they just don't take, pay enough attention to this. And it's I mean you said that after I put my play in, but I would have thought that it would be it, like with a move that big, and really the move and no one knew if Will Levis was going to play or not for Kentucky, so it was it was all big, like the move was was severe enough that I think that somebody had information. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't announced that he wasn't going to play. It doesn't matter. The point spread was announced. Right. So the fact that it had moved six points, I was like, everybody's going to play this. I don't want to be the guy who who goes with the, with all the big line move. How and many then, people did we did we lose? How many people? They haven't announced it yet. But but you see, that'll be that'll tell you because it will. You're basically everyone else is going to chop and hit fifty fifty or fifty two percent. And so if you had if you had hundred people left and it and it drops down to fifty five. There's your answer because out of that 180, like if, if half of them took South Carolina, it's going to only drop to 75. Right. So that will tell you how sharp the the field is. Okay. That, well, that, that that one number. I should know that pretty pretty quickly here. So that's a it's a good point. But I, I said, you know what, I'm I'm just going to hope that Kentucky wins. Hope that Kentucky covers a big number, and th- the mass is gone. Hmm. Obviously, didn't work out, but luckily my number hit as well. So I'm. Anybody who played that line move, I'm still with them. So, uh, I, and you played a line move. You got TCU, and you know what? You got to love this. Is I'm, I'm a huge believer in contests. You never, ever, ever write this down, Scott. You never, ever write down Scott Seidenberg joining the Fezic Focus. How are you? 
feel better now. Uh, <laughs> Scott's like, I'm being inc- included. So we were talking about whether we should play the Miami Dolphins last week at minus three and a half. And I was like, never are we ever going to play a minus three and a half when we, we can get three. And here's TCU. You know, it's like, well, would we play TCU minus seven and a half? Not with McKenzie's money. We don't. But for a contest, six and a half. There you go. A-OK, as Fez likes to Fiddle say. in the middle, lands on the number, head to the window. That's right. Yes. So I, I, I survive and advance. Uh, let's talk about the other contests. How is Circa going? How, how, I know you didn't have a ton of survivor exposure, but I know you did have some. Are you still alive in that? Yeah, Napa, Mike, and I, we, I'm a survivor. We uh, advanced with Tampa Bay. Got a little dicey at the end with Atlanta, but fortunately we had the refs in our back pocket. So tackling on Atlanta and Tampa Bay survives another week of red light, green light survivor style. So let me ask you, let's, just, let's talk about these survivor pools in general because I am in one that started with like 96 people and it's down to four. I've stopped caring about saving teams for the end. I don't have to worry about a Thanksgiving game. I don't have to worry about some special week. I, I can just play one team each time. I, I, I mean, at what point do you throw out the – like? because this has been a bloodbath, let's face it. Mm-hmm. There's a, so, It's gone down much more quickly than a normal season would. Uh, it's whittled down the field. At what point do you say, you know what, I can't worry about game theory. I've got to worry about – just surviving and, and keep keeping on going. Survive and advance, baby. Absolutely. And you know what? When you get down to like three people, if my opponents are playing like seven and a half point favorites or eight point favorites, I'm going to look to tease those guys. I'm going to try to middle these guys. I'm going to, well, I'm not, not middle. I'm, I'm basically going to, if, if their teams win, I'll win my teasers. So I'll be making equity as I go along and I'll just take the biggest favorite. Like, like this week, I'll probably play the Rams minus 10 F. I hate the Rams. I like Carolina, <laughs> but, but I don't want the Rams the rest of the year. So if I, so that's what I'm going to play the Rams this week for that reason. And you know what? If the Rams lose, well, well, F it. I'm out of Survivor, and I'll cash all my Carolina straight bets, and I'll still be happy. Now, what about the uh, the Circa contest? Uh, like, How are your entries uh, in that contest? I would like to say that I paid great attention to them. They all chopped like 50-50, and I'm, I'm doing fine. I've got entries that were like 14 and 6 and 15 and 5, and they all went like 2-2 two, two and 1. So, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. They're, they're, you know, be like borderline top 100 in contention. So right around... 60% plus on my Circa entries. I've got three of them. My wife entered three times. We're all doing comparable in that 60 to 65% range. And Westgate, better in the Westgate, like I said. So currently with an 18, 6, and 1 in the top 25. So that's the, the, the best one of my entries right now. And I don't know what I was thinking, but we started this episode all wrong. We just dove right into content. It, it, betting con- I didn't have a, I didn't have you do a fez tale. How do we start every show with a fez tale? I'm going to do a fez a contemporary fez tale. All right. And you know, you you evolve, you learn about things and the like. You know, I'm going to make a case for there is a free perk that is available at most casinos that um, no one takes advantage of, specifically the gyms. So I got my 7-star status and I'm stoked because now I can go and work out or go to a pool at any of the Harris properties. So I've been doing that, and here's what I found, AJ. I didn't need that seven stars. I didn't need diamond. I didn't need platinum. I didn't need nothing because— You just walk right in. You just walk right in, whether it be at the Rio or Caesars or even Mirage. You walk right in. You know when I think this changed? COVID. 
because it, before there was always an attendant, there was always someone there who like checking your room key or whatever. And then when COVID hit and they stopped, like they had less employees. Some some gyms closed altogether at hotels. Yeah, it's not but, the threat of COVID. It is the staffing of COVID yes. that they had to slash, and yep. that's where they slashed. Yep. So there's so there's like, do we really need someone here to like you know hand you a towel? No, we can just put towels down. You pick up a towel and you work out. And literally, I would say. If you have a player's card, if you just walk in and there, and it's the rare case that there is an attendant, if you just show your player's card, they have, they have no dog in the fight. Just go right ahead. Yeah. You now we're getting plenty of resort fees from plenty of people that are hanging out at Hash House at GoGo that aren't going to be going to the gym today. Exactly. It is not like the gyms are at capacity. Although having said that, I will say that the hours of most gyms in Vegas, back to your like staffing issue, have been cut so back. They're like 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., so you cannot work out if you're here for a convention after the convention. Not enough time for most people, such that the only time the gym is busy is between – I never get there by 8 a.m. because I'm dropping my son off at school. So 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., it is busy. Other than that, I got to tell you, um, it really is a tremendous perk. Um, oh, Caesars Palace is a really you know nice gym. You know, the facility there, and, it, and it's not alone, so it's definitely something, you know, I think I'll look back. This, this won't last forever, but I think 20 years from now I'll be doing a Fez tale about um, can you remember the time when you could just work out in a four-star hotels, gym, you know, just um, not without even staying there. Well, let's, uh, let's get a quick update on the weight loss contest while, while we're talking about the gym. All right, so weighed myself today, 194. Todd Wish. That's strong. That's Big a good T- jump for you. Has stalled. Big T is at two oh three today. Oh, so, yeah. So the ni- there's a nine game differential. His magic number is nine. Weight gained by me or lost by him, he wins automatically on any day. If he's lighter than me by an ounce, he wins. But my magic number is now fourteen, and I got bad news for Mr. Wishnev. And here's the bad news: Last night, I went to dinner with my brother at Nobu. We had Great a comped meal and his wife, his lovely wife, and we didn't hold back. You never take me to a comped meal at Nobu. Yeah, but we're going to, I'm going to take you to the old <laughs> Homestead Ranch, you know, steakhouse as soon as we get to uh, 180. Um, bottom line is so this is not that now I did, I did, you know, go for a walk jog in the desert this afternoon, but that 194 was a mid afternoon weigh in. Ooh, that's nice. Off of a big meal that's still in my system. And I have not eaten today, such that, bango, bingo. Tomorrow morning, you're talking maybe we're talking, 192. We're talking 192. Would be my yeah. over-under when I wake up. And if I go for a long walk, I, I think I'll be sub-192. And I've often said, if I can just get to 189, I'll win. Because you've already you've already got the makeup ready to put on me, apparently. Makeup turn remover. Me, makeup remover. Yeah. You're going to put some special stuff. I, I was, Scott, I was worried he was going to put, like, like eye gloss and lipstick no. on me or something. So I'm going to rub I, you down with Albaline. I don't care. You know, go right at, go. You go. You want to put mascara on me to win me three grand, I'll do it. Because if I get to 180 and I can just stay at, at 185 or less for the next six months, I cannot lose. And now all Todd can do is push if he, too, can reach 180, which may be a problem with the 38 extra pounds of skin, apparently, that he's carrying, according to him. Okay, let's talk about pushes, because uh, earlier this week on Straight Out of Vegas AM, we had you on. Uh, that was on, I guess, Monday or Tuesday morning uh, after the Monday Night Football game. And we were talking about uh, teasers. And a teaser push on offshore books is a tie. 
you have found you you've learned something yourself this week, haven't you? I have. So a great transition. On, Thank you. I'm a pro. Yeah, absolutely. So I have lived in Vegas for 20 years. I grew up with teasers and the rules in every Las Vegas sports book was that if you had a three or more team teaser and one of those legs should push, it would go ahead and divert to one less. So if you play a four-team teaser and you get a tie, then it becomes a three-team teaser and it gets graded as if that four, that push didn't matter. However, if you play a two-team teaser and you have a push in Las Vegas, every single book graded the same, it's a push regardless of the outcome of the other game. And the reason being... The old school bookmakers would say, well, you can't have a one-team teaser. That's a non-entity. So basically, the push voids the teaser completely, win or loss on the other leg. Now, I have been informed that Vegas rules, those cockroach bookies don't like the Vegas rules. So in the new jurisdictions, even with the same company, so here, Caesars Palace, William Hill, I, I went ahead and bet a Green Bay, Kansas City teaser. Kansas City was minus one. Green Bay lost. Kansas City won by one. It, the second leg of it pushed. I'm in Nevada. Got graded a push. I assumed this would be the case and it would be commonplace, and it's not. In other jurisdictions in different states, now the vast majority of books grade if you have go 1-0-1 oh, on your teaser, that's still a push. But if you go 0-1-1, oh, one, one, you have a loss and a tie, most of the cockroach bookies are grading these as losers now outside of Nevada. Cockroaches. And I would go as far as to like check the rules regarding what happens with pushes. And if you've got the unfavorable rules, which is the vast majority now of the books, apparently, I would make the case that that's just enough to tip the scales that if you're teasing a seven-point teaser and a, 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 a seven-point favorite and a six-point teaser – Strongly consider taking it to six and a half. Strongly only teasing stuff where all of the spreads are on the half point, so you cannot push because the rules are unfavorable to you on pushes. That's interesting. It's something that I never knew either. I just assume because I, I remember, like I said on SOVAM from the five dimes days, as long as you got in before your loser lost, you could have an open spot and get it in. Yeah, and I, I grew up with Millennium and Five Dimes and doing that and closing open teasers. Um, and really, you're getting free rolled. Imagine yeah. your first leg is a push. Well, now you've got a situation where if you if you bet, for instance, 1,200 to win 1,000, well, now you're, you're risking 1,200 to win nothing. Because if the second leg wins, you don't win anything, but if the second leg loses— then you you know you wind you wind up having to pay the twelve hundred. Um, it cannot benefit you once you once you have a push. You're um, you're you're drawing dead to the win, and because of that, I think it's enough to tip the scales. I'm gonna have to work out all the math. I'm only gonna look to play half point teasers, and, and I'll play them if it's a seven point example. If it's an eight point, um, let me make a seven and a half point, a seven and a half point favorite. I can tease down to one half. That's good. But if I'm teasing like an eight point favorite. I don't know if I'm going to tease to minus two anymore. I think I'm going to take you it down to one and a half. You on half points. Yes. That's so it can't land on the number. So with a two-point underdog, for instance, we talk about how eights are hitting more and more often. I think I'm teasing up to eight and a half anymore. I'm going to play the six Makes and a half sense. point teaser, and I'm going to lay the minus 130. I think that's going to be mathematically stronger with the bad with the bad rules where ties lose or this a loss and a tie is a loss, but a loss and a win isn't a win. I'm going to take it up to eight and a half. So, and that's worth 10 cents to you. That's what you're saying. Then. Yes, it is now. All right, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. And we talked a little bit about this with the gym in the, in the, the Fez tale. 
How do you get favorable comps at these at these casinos? So I'm going to pull back the curtain. This is mine. I believe I invented this. This is not oh. any book, and it's really— You're an originator. I'm originating. This is really strong. One of the things that you want to do is you want to come across as someone that looks and appears to the accounting department to be the biggest loser, not weight loser, but gambling loser imaginable. You want to show huge losses, all right? Now, I don't want you to do this if you're— playing some sort of rebate system. I don't want you to cheat, okay, and make it look like 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 there are some places, example, at um, Silver 7s right now. If you lose, whatever you lose for a month, you're eligible for 7% rebate in free play, okay, if you sign up for the system. Well, a nice little give back. So don't do this to, to exploit that system because, you know, you're, you're really just ex- exploiting a system where they should calculate your true number. But as long as you're not doing that, some sort of exact rebate system, this is strong. So when you start to gamble, inevitably, a pit boss will come and you buy in for 500 and they'll ask you, what do they ask you for, Scott, when you're gambling? You have a player's card, sir. Absolutely. Exactly. And you so said, why not? Get, get comps, right? Sometimes I will decline and the reason being is that I'm only going to be playing for a little while. Makes sense, you know. Why, why make the pit boss put the um, the information into the system when I'm going to be gone in five to ten minutes? However, the decline has another reason. So you buy in for five hundred and you decline. I'm only going to play for a few minutes. So let's say you should win eight hundred dollars in those ten minutes, and you get up and go. Well, then you walk anonymously, and it's like you were never there. But let's say the cards don't run well, or you don't play well. Uh, you, your, your numbers don't come up on roulette or you can't make any passes on the craps table and you lose the $500, then all of a sudden you should miraculously dig out your player's card because they're still rating you as an unknown player. Sure. And they can just go in and update it and say, okay, it's AJ, and you know he lost $500. You know? So, so you'll, you'll be able to book the loss. Interesting. But you're walking with the win, all right? You see where I'm going. Since you're only going to be using your player's card for these short sessions when you lose, you're going to come across as the most unlucky gambler, hashtag stupid gambler, hashtag can't play a lick Clark Griswold. player. Clark Griswold now is what you are. Yeah, exactly. So because of that, even though the computer geek's going to say he played craps and he should have only lost $3.88, he just plays the pass line, the host is going to look at it and say, this guy has lost $5,000 this month playing against us. We can give this guy, he's a good customer. Can I get some Pizza Rock? We can give you Pizza Rock. We can, and you know what? We can give you free rooms and we can send you mailers. That's what Because I'm there are about. certain things that say, you know, you hit thresholds and any guy that loses four figures, you know, in a month immediately, like qualifies for stuff like that. So you passed post your player's card. Only when you're having losing sessions. Scott, what do you think? I think that's genius. Something that I don't do at all, and I need to start doing that. So you don't give it out at first. And if you lose 300 before you leave, oh, excuse me, I have my card. Can you give me credit for that? Exactly. Now, what is in the literature is what's called rat holing. And rat holing is as you're playing, you periodically take a few chips and slip them into your pocket. So you start with a thousand, and then you walk away with eight hundred, and but you walk away with six green chips in your pocket. <laughs> when you think about it, that's a lot of work to fake an extra hundred fifty, two hundred dollar worth of losses. Versus what I'm describing, 
you can go ahead and show a legitimate $500 loss because, let's face it, you buy in for $500, you are probably going to double up or lose it all if you're playing on a $25 table over a 15-minute period. All right, let's talk about uh, what you've been doing with Straight Out of Vegas because you've been a, a great addition to our little morning show. Yeah, and it is more than a little show. So Scott and AJ have been killing it, S-O-V-A-M. So if you used to listen to Straight Out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio, that show has continued. And now it is S-O-V-A-M, hosted by our own AJ and Scott, both sitting next to me. These guys are killing it, absolutely killing it. And I'm, you know, I'm making this my best bet. I want you to start listening to the show. I am going to guarantee that you're going to make money over the course of the year based upon the expertise that is being provided. Should you not make money from this, just look me up in Vegas. I will buy you dinner. I will buy you dinner. All I ask from you is I need you to subscribe to the show and like it. And how do they do so, AJ? Just wherever you get your podcast at, go follow the show. Give it a five-star review if you're so inclined, and uh, and share the love. Let people know about the show. Just search Straight Out of Vegas AM wherever you get your podcasts. Full disclosure, when I buy you dinner, I'm probably going to use my casino comp dollars. That you earned from rat-holing. All right, that is going to do it for another episode of the Fezzik Focus Pod. Uh, thanks to Scott for sitting in. Thanks to Steve Fezzik for all his knowledge. And we will talk to you guys next week. 